Judging Book Covers, your bi-weekly book club podcast, where we're going through Book Riot's 2021 Read Harder Challenge. I'm Stephanie Cortez, and as always, I'm here with my awesome co-host, Megan Griffin. Megan, how are you today? I am good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. A little stressed out about packing for a move <laughs> in a couple weeks, but you know, it's yeah. going to be fine. Yeah. it's. Did you move last year, too? No. I haven't. the year before? It was 2018, three years okay. ago is when I moved to Providence. I don't know why. Yeah. I think just enough craziness happened last year. Yeah. That yeah for some reason, valid. I was like, oh, yeah, we both moved. <laughs> that's fair. Why, why would we both move? <laughs> you know. I thought about it. I, I considered it. But then with COVID, Maybe I was that's, just like, I don't, yeah. don't want to deal with trying to schedule seeing places and then moving <laughs> stuff. And I've also basically exactly. decided I'm never going to move myself again. I'm always going to hire movers. It's just going to have to be part of the like, this is what yeah. I have to put for my deposit. And movers budget. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah, it's been fascinating. I've got a, several people who have bought houses and are wow. moving in and things like that. And like the <clears throat> quotes down here for movers are outrageous. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Like ah. <laughs> thousands of dollars. I don't. I don't think that's what we're gonna pay. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you know what? We're splitting it. It's basically they're gonna come to my place or his first, yeah. and then. Um, and I didn't, like, they were booked up here. Like, I tried three yeah. different places via email and text, and they were all booked, and I was getting frustrated. So George took over, and the second place he called had an opening, and he was like, this is the one. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I do think at least one of my friends is also having them pack, and that may be oh, also wow. what's driving up the price. But yes. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. I'll pack my stuff. You move it safely. But they did say that if they have to take apart the bed, they'll put it back together. Okay. So, and then... A lot of my stuff is going to be in boxes because I'm getting rid of my dresser and my coffee table and my desk and my kitchen table. It's a real out with the old and with the new. And with the new. And the new is in boxes ready for me to build it that are sitting Good. on my living room floor for the movers to move. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yep. And some is Ikea, so it's like that flat packing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, because of that, we will be taking a brief hiatus, but we yes. do have a bonus episode for everybody. Which so I'm that'll so be excited. exciting. Mm-hmm. Be some listening that I'm going to do for sure. Because, well, I got to finish the book first yes. before I can listen to our bonus episode, which we will get to. But I'm very excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. I am too. It'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> so before we dive into what we read for our challenge, um, you said that you were going to read Arsenic and Adobo. Did you get to it? Did you get to anything else? I did. I did. I think I also said I was going to read Tokyo Ever After. <gasps> you did. Um, both of which I did read. Mm-hmm. Um, Ars- oh, is Arsenic and Adobo? Yes. Okay. Because uh, I know I've been saying it backwards and now I'm scared. <laughs> Uh, it was really good. I love cozy mysteries, um, and this one was fantastic. I love this small town that is pretty diverse. Yep. Like, excitingly diverse. All the different restaurants that they go to in it. And I love that, how it opens, where she's like, I saw my high school sweetheart, and he's trash. <laughs> and I was like, appreciating this this Hallmark vibe cancel whatever mm-hmm. and then also like she's not flirting with the cop like they don't get along at all yes. so it was very much already taking tropes of like the hometown high school sweetheart mm-hmm. and the cop love triangle and being like no 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 we're not we're doing not that. doing that <laughs> uh so yeah i overall really enjoyed it nice 
And actually, uh, I'm going to send you a quick picture because I totally meant to send this to you before. I signed up for the author's newsletter. And, oh, exciting. Yeah. She sent out a picture of the next book in this series, <gasps> in this little cozy mystery series. The next one's going to be oh. called Homicide and Hollow Hollow. I and love Hollow Hollow. I've never had it, but it looks amazing. And then the dog is on the cover, too. So that's super cute. Yes. Oh, I love this. I'm very excited. Nice. I wonder, is she doing it once a year or one every six months? Oh, gosh. Let me see if this says when it's going to come out. And I don't know how many she has planned, but I'm like, give me all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it looks like it's February 8th, yes. 2022. <laughs> February for <laughs> Homicide and Hollow Hollow. I am very excited for this. I that is a great cover. Mm-hmm. I loved the food in this, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it just I enjoy. I love cozy mysteries. I just they're cozy for a reason, mm-hmm. and this one, like, w- the moment I started it, I couldn't stop until I finished. Yay. I was very nervous. I was like, oh god, I've talked about this so much. I really hope she likes it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, uh, I, I both physical copy and I, and I got it on audiobook. Because uh, I was running around with dogs, so yeah. I it was able to just kind of sit and read it, and then, you know, when the dogs wanted to go outside, I could take them outside. Perfect. Also, still continue listening, so it was good. Nice. Actually, yeah. I haven't like, I mo I usually do my audiobooks during the twenty four and forty eight, and when you said yeah. that, I was like, oh, I wonder if they're doing another one this summer. Oh, I don't know. Even if they're not, I say we we plan a weekend because sure. yeah. I'm all like I am almost there anyways. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, let's take a Saturday and just read. Yes. Because like, honestly, my Saturday, my weekends in July, I've got like the last weekend, the one before yeah. that and the one before that all have something going on already, which is it's weird and exciting to have plans. Like one is um, uh, my stepmom's cousin's daughter graduated from high school last year couldn't have a party so this is the high school graduation party even though she's already done a year of college okay um that's one weekend and then a friend's getting married and they've um they were gonna do a bigger wedding and they brought it down to smaller at elizabeth park in hartford which is really really pretty it's a very pretty park okay um and then that's also george's birthday weekend and then the last weekend is his niece's second birthday so we got nice. lots going on. It's like a yeah. lot of family stuff, but it's like, this is what I've been missing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Mine, like, I've started to actually, like, have to schedule around things. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and business trips are starting back up. So, oh, okay. like, I have someone who asked if I can play June 15th, and I'm like, I honestly don't know. I'm supposed to be going to Lexington that week. And oh, wow. the broker called me Friday and was like, hey, we firmed updates. I'll send them to you in a minute. Still hasn't sent them to me. So, <laughs> I'm going to... Kentucky at some point and need to know. <laughs> yeah, it's but June fifteenth. Yep. Yeah, you you need to know. That's yeah. That's that's yeah. the day I get my keys, so I know when that is. That's soon. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. I my first trip was I considered one to Connecticut, and like I do need to get out of the mentality of just like I can plan these at the last minute because trains and things like that. Thousand uh, dollars to fly from Atlanta to Connecticut. I was like to Hartford. What? Like all places. You know, so. George's mom was talking about tickets prices like being super They've high. Jumped. Like yeah. 
which is just like didn't y'all get a bailout what money did you lose just be yep. normal right now be the normal prices because like we've talked we've talked about how we want to go try to go to arizona this winter mm-hmm. um to see my family that moved out there i can't spend a thousand dollars on it i'm gonna have to do some research <laughs> yeah well to be fair like i was looking a week before I okay flying right. so that like i know that that's gonna hurt um but a thousand dollars yeah that's that seems a bit much yeah, all this is telling me is that I really need to start looking to plan my, like, November trips mm-hmm. now. And I'm like, oh, I got to plan that <laughs> December trip now. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but, yeah, I really enjoyed this book. Uh, Tokyo Ever After um, was cute. Mm-hmm. Very um, reminiscent of Princess Diary, the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't read the books, but uh, I've heard they are different. I didn't love it. Okay. It, like, had a lot of good things, but it does a lot of telling rather than showing. Mm. And there doesn't feel like there's a lot of drama. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, I don't know. But it is cute. Goodreads is giving me the impression it's going to be a series. <laughs> it doesn't feel that way, but mm. the cover's gorgeous. And, uh, yeah, it's a quick, easy read. Yeah. So... All about diversity, especially books that aren't, like, trying to make a statement. Mm -hmm. So, it's good for that. Yeah. Nice. Um, What about you? What were you... uh, I totally should have looked it up. Dead Voices. That's right. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's right. Why did I even question that? (laughs) Well, because I read it so fast. I was like, did I read... Today or yesterday, I was like, did I read something else not for the podcast? (laughs) It's because I read it, like, right away. So... We read Small Spaces, freaking loved it, and I did immediately buy the second one and also ordered it and sent it to my sister. I need to check back with her to see where she's at in it. Um, I found Dead Voices more, like, creepier than and scarier than the first one. It was very effective, and I know why. Like, Small Spaces, it's scarecrows that are, like, I don't have any scarecrows physically around me. So mentally, I'm like, I'm fine. This one, our three best friends get trapped it snowed in first of all i live in new england snow is scary snow can kill you yes i was here when we had that halloween snowstorm several years ago where we lost power for a week it was cold mm-hmm. it was terrifying so i mean it wasn't as cold as it could be in like winter obviously but this is very effective not great no it's yeah. not <laughs> so i had that in mind but they get snowed in they're the only guests in this um in this ski lodge and the stuffed not stuffed the um taxidermied animals keep freaking moving <laughs> But what was really effective for me was the ghosts and then the mirror trickery bullshit. That was yes. terrifying. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I ended up reading Dark Waters before mm-hmm. rereading Dead Voices. Which okay. Which not the smartest idea. Oh. Um, because it starts with them, like, covering a mirror. And I was like, I vaguely remember oh, this no. being important. But I read, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Dead Voices two years ago, whenever oh, okay. it came out. Uh and so I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, cool. And just and similarly, um, Brian's friend, who is a scarecrow in the oh, first book, yeah. shows up in book three. And I was like, I know you're important. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, it was fun to reread Dead Voices. Yeah. And just, yeah. It's so good. It's also the whole, it's cold. They yep. can't get it to reheat no matter what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, Okay. So I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone that hasn't read it, but I just, mm-hmm. 
we've got that the the ghost hunter who comes in. Yes. Like, can we trust him? Oh my god, he knows what's going on. Like, maybe he can help them. And then I was worried about I was worried about him dying for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, okay. Reading it also reminded me there was something I wanted to say when we were talking about small spaces, and I totally forgot. A thing that I love, we didn't talk about it, but Brian, hockey player, Jack Brian, is black. He's Jamaican. And yeah. we didn't talk about how he cries. Like, there's parts yes. where he's freaking out in small spaces and he cries. And I just love that we get to see the boy freaking cry. Because who wouldn't in that situation? I know Ollie didn't, but, like. <laughs> Ollie is, is our, you know, yeah. she's cried out. It's right. understandable. Right. But uh, but Coco was a freaking, like, freaking badass in this. Like, yes. she, oh. I love that, like you had said, that we get to see from their perspectives more as the series goes on. And I loved that. Loved getting to see more um, from Coco's mindset. It was great. Yeah, we definitely focused in more on Coco when we were talking about. But Brian is also just as amazing. Mm -hmm. And like, and there's a couple parts in book three where he is nervous because Coco is putting trust in him that he knows he put in her. Mm. And for very valid reasons, and it paid out. And he's like, what if I let her down? And I'm like, oh, kid, I get it. I get it. But, yeah, I feel like, um, especially after editing the episode while reading these books Mm -hmm. and the whole conversation of, like, the crush on Mm. Ollie, I don't feel like it's there. I understand it in the first book, but it was not anything in the second book. No, I didn't get any of those vibes. And I'm like, all right. I mean, hey, crushes fizzle out, so who knows? Yeah. But I'm curious to see what happens in the rest of the series if any more any more of those vibes come back or if it's just like, nope, we are three best friends, which would I would love that. Like, yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, there was a part where I was reading, went to bed, and I woke up at 3.33 in the morning, and I was like, this is a very specific time to be awake, <laughs> and I have to pee, and I know there's a mirror in the bathroom. This is the problem. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So good. I love when books can, like, get to me like that. So I'm like, oh, my God, what's the next one going to bring? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you that the cover has what looks like a smiling piranha. Yes, I, I did see that on yeah. Amazon. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I do want to go to the beach this summer, but we'll see. <laughs> Just don't go to a lake in Vermont. That's all. Okay. I don't really That's do lakes. If I do the beach, it's like I want ocean. That's yeah, I agree. I agree. So, yeah. but then the, the ocean like has sharks, so I also don't swim in the ocean. So, it's yeah. like a waiting type of thing that I'll do and just block <laughs> out the part about how they can attack. Like they can still come like in three feet of water. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to remember that. That's okay. Thank you. Right. Yeah. I'll just go to the beach before I read that book. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yes, and in addition to dead voices, I have been working my way still through Layer of Dreams. Yay! So, almost done. And you're still enjoying that, too. Oh, yes, I'm very worried about all of our diviners. <laughs> Understandably. Like, like, I trust them, but any new people that they meet, I'm like, nope, I don't know who you are. Stay away from yep. my people. Like, Yep, exactly. Nervous. So, Do you consider Blind Bill to be part of the diviners? Or is he one of those people that you're like, no, go away? He keeps negatively affecting Isaiah. So I'm like, go away. But, like, I understand there's, like, some complexities here with him and his backstory. Sure. But because the child is near and dear to my heart, because Memphis is near and dear to my heart, I'm just like, Bill, get the fuck away from these kids. Exactly. (laughs) I'm like, someone figure this out, please. (laughs) That he's always around when this kid has these attacks and saves him. 
Like Memphis needs to be smarter. And their aunt, like any adult. <laughs> oh, she's like, she gives off vibes of just like waiting to get that ring. Yes. Yes. There's, um, there's one, pr- the first time when she walks in, I don't know if she's dressed up or something where I was just like, really? Yeah. Really on Octavia? That's what we're going to do? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. So for our challenge, this week's challenge was to read a science fiction or fantasy anthology edited by a person of color. And we went with, I think, a great choice. <laughs> <laughs> Vampires Never Get Old, Tales with Fresh Bite. And our editors, we have Zareda Cordova and Natalie C. Parker. Yeah. I really like the cover of this, too. I really want to talk about the cover because it's this yes. bright pink, hot pink background with white writing for the vampires never get old and then tails with fresh bright bite in black and then we've got a skull with vampire teeth (laughs) it just looks so cool it does it does i haven't seen this like in person i don't know if you have a physical copy i do you do okay yeah because i uh barnes noble sold out and i um i don't i don't go through amazon anymore so i just Mm -hmm. haven't and then i can't find anthologies in my new slash used bookstore that I Uh, I really love. So uh, love this cover too. Uh, I'm glad to see that it holds up well in person as well. Yes. And then on the back of it, it's the same skull. Oh, that's really cool. Bigger. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Thirsty for fresh blood is what it says (laughs) on the back. (laughs) Always good. Yes. And in this, we've got 11 short stories by 11 different authors. But what I also love is that the, um, the editors like add like a little blip after each one yeah. talking about the part of the vampire mythology that's being focused on or kind of called out or a little different maybe, or that can yeah. differ, which I thought was a really cool touch. Yeah. I got wind of this anthology because of V. Schwab, favorite author, mm-hmm. um, has a story in here. So it, it had been on my list for, since it got announced, um, didn't realize what the point of the anthology was to take these, mythos that we have of vampires that are deeply rooted in white European tradition mm-hmm. and change it in some way. Yep. yep. I really appreciated that. Yes. Did you have a favorite? <sighs> um, I really liked the Tumblr story. Um, mirror, mirror, mm. mirror windows and selfies, uh, reflections. But first let me take a selfie and um, first kill, just the, but that might mm. be more of a bias than anything else. <laughs> yeah, I thought of you when I was reading first kill. I was like, yeah. "This is our favorite author." <laughs> yes, I also really liked the guidebook one. Yeah, um, that one was really great too. What about you? Did you have a favorite? I also really, really loved the mirrors, windows, and selfies. Yeah, um, the guidebook was definitely got me laughing. <laughs> a few parts where I was just like, "This is, this is amazing." Yes. Um, what else? I did also really like First Kill. Oh, in the House of Black Sapphires, that was yes. also one of my favorites of just this like magical, mystical New Orleans world. And yeah. Yes. Always good. Always yeah. good. I, I associate a lot of vampires with New Orleans things and mm. rice. Uh, but it's just a great. It's not just that, though, because like I know that um, oh, I'm totally blanking on the author's name, but I think the books are called Beauty and Damned. Um, they're fairly recent, like within the last five years. I do believe it's just a 
duology, but it's just another vampire story that takes place in New Orleans. Mm, nice. It's, it's always good. Yeah. New Orleans. Have you ever been to New Orleans? No, it's on the list. <laughs> it's worth visiting. I enjoy the list it. It's growing. Um, my favorite thing about it, though, was that like houses for sale were like not haunted. Like, <laughs> like I have pictures of signs that are like no yeah. hauntings, and yeah. I like that is just built for me. Yeah. When uh, when the Top Chef has their season there. I was like, this just, it just looks so gorgeous. I just want to go. And then I want to go eat there, like all the yes. food. And then that was also the season where Emerald so cooked for them. Food. Like, I feel like yes. a couple times. And I was just like, this is awesome. I want to be yes. on Top Chef now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Such good food. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Oh, hey, Jeff. What's going on, guys? Oh, you know, talking about Superman. Oh, cool. I could talk about Superman. I could talk some more about Superman. We know. I'll bet a few people would want to get in on this. I'm down. You know it. That sounds like fun. I'll do it. Cool. Let's do it. We can call the show Men of Steel. And you can find it at certainpov.com. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Yay. Let's see. Do you want to just, like, pick one to go into? Yeah. Do we want to start at the beginning and just kind of work our way down? Sure. Okay. Let's see. Like the beginning, beginning. What do we got? Seven Nights for Dying. Seven Nights for Dying uh, by Tessa Cl- uh, Grafton. I did really like this one, too. Um, mm-hmm. That in this world, it basically, it's the, the process of being turned into a vampire takes place over seven nights, which means this person has a choice. They have a choice yeah. to make. And as long as they don't do the final thing on the last, the seventh night, they, You're they good. just stay You're, human. Yeah, I love that there's here. a choice involved. Yeah. I liked that. I liked the discussion of why teenage girls. Mm. Um, I thought that that was great commentary on YA fiction, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, still didn't love that the vampire that was courting her is like hundreds of years old. That's still yeah. very skeezy. But <sighs> yeah, I did like that. It starts, though, with her saying, he told me teenage girls make the best vampires. It was probably yes. a line. And then when she yes. meets Set- Seti, the, the woman, is the one who's like, yeah, they make the best vampires, but it's because they're just, you know, extremely they're angry so already angry. Yes. and highly adaptable. So it's like, yeah, I can yeah. see that. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I yeah. liked um, that she's also struggling with the fact that, like, this is being presented to her uh, after her mother has passed away. Yeah. Um, and, like, just dealing with that guilt. Mm-hmm. It also had the first pomegranate in an image, and I just mm. am tired of pomegranates being associated <laughs> with vampires. Oh, no. I don't know if that Why happened that? prior to Twilight, but I don't oh, know. I it, don't know. Is that a big thing in Twilight? It's like one of the covers. I don't think it. I knew it was one of the covers, the but I didn't know if it was like in the. Okay. I don't don't hmm. if if it's in the book somewhere, it doesn't stick out. And I read hmm. those in the last year, so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. What else? Yeah, I think that was my biggest takeaway was that in this one, it's a choice. Yes, I enjoyed and she gets that. To choose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I liked the rules and stipulations. Like, I liked that most of these vampires were, well, my, I guess my first thought after this was like, okay, so the, uh, is this going to be an entire book of more like romance vampires mm. versus like f- vampires that are scary? Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine if that's what it is. Yeah. I just like, was like, what headspace do I need to be in here? Yeah. I think that's a good, because like, I don't know. 
it's like you think vampires and it's like the sexy yeah vampire like the romance it's like i can't we can't be together because i'm human yeah. you know that whole thing so yeah that's it that was a good thing to like wonder if that's what the what this was going to be but we definitely get some diversity Yes. Even with like the very next one, the boys from from Blood River by Rebecca Roanhorse, who yeah. from Black Sun. <laughs> yeah, I was really excited. I yeah. didn't realize she was. I mean, I'm sure I knew she was in this, but I didn't know who she was when. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. was really cool. Yeah. Um, I liked that one, too, because it was also a choice. I yes. love the, the myth in this one where basically what brings the boys from Blood River is a song that you sing. That is a creepy sounding yes. song. <laughs> like. <laughs> I can't remember it's all the so words, cool. but it was creepy. Um, and it's like, not just that it's a song, but it's like a, you got to want it for the song to appear. Like, it's a right. supernatural song, which is right. really cool. Right. And it appears, and they hear it on the jukebox. And it's, I think his name is Lucas. Um, mm-hmm. Really likes this myth of the this story, this, like, folktale of mm-hmm. the boys from Blood River because he doesn't fit in. He's, like, tall and gangly and gay and doesn't, like, it's it's a small town. And, unfortunately, it's just, he gets yep. bullied. Um, but, like, when the boys come, Silas is basically says to him, the leader, is that, you know, if you don't want me to be here, we only are, we're only going to be where we're wanted. So, if you ask me right. to leave, then I'll, then basically they'll leave. But this was definitely like, oh, the sense of the scary vampires because (laughs) they want him to share a meal to join the join the crew. And the meal, instead of it being like one of the bullies, even though they totally killed those bullies, the the vampires did. um, It's his best or not his best friend. It's like the one person in the town, Nevaeh, who's nice to him and could be a friend. Yeah. And I like the logic behind it is like basically to get rid of any ties that you have. Like, there was another kid in the town that is part of the gang that killed his entire family. Right. So, Which yeah. he seems to regret because yeah. Oh, yeah. he stops them and tells Lucas to run. And I also liked that it was magic that was holding her in place. It wasn't like she yes. was tied down. So once, I can't remember that vampire's name, but once he yells for them to run and, like, distracts the other vampires, the magic breaks. She leaves. She flies out the door. Yes. <laughs> um, but he's trying to, like save him from basically making the decision he did mm-hmm. so i liked that i did too i really really enjoyed these first two stories mm-hmm. this like uh, looking on goodreads this has like a very which i think is just standard with any anthology mm-hmm. um they're always going to be rated a little bit lower than like an actual novel because it's a lot of diverse people talking <laughs> and right you're gonna love it or you're not and it's yeah. going to depend on how you rate it right. um so I was a little nervous going into this, and these first two stories are a really, really great start. Mm-hmm. They were, yeah. Because <clears throat> when that one ends, and uh, Silas says, all you had to do was ask me to leave, and they leave. Yeah. But, like, he's going to, I think he says to him, you owe me a meal or something? Like, I'm yeah, going to come back. I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he tells Nevaeh, like, I'm not going with you. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. The next one that was in it, Senior Year Sucks by Julie Murphy. Yeah. This, um, I didn't love this one as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so our main character is a slayer, basically from a, a, a family of slayers, I believe. I did kind of, I like this, this tweaking of the, of the world where they basically have an arrangement with the vampires in town. 
Mm -hmm. um, that they like vampires have to go to this boarding house to basically learn how to be vampires that can fit into the society and they'll kill any that like step out of line and you know yeah take care of them yeah the twist here is that our slayer is plus size Mm -hmm. and is not like the typical fit blonde that you think of slayers she's a cheerleader yes yes and like i was literally relating that to buffy though yeah (laughs) I, I was hesitant about this one because the author wrote Dumpling, mm. um, which I didn't care for. Mm, I um, okay. Like, I don't dislike it. I just, it's not my cup of tea. So I was already kind of on the fence about whether or not I like it. I kind of, I like the setup for this. It feels like the opening, like you put this perfectly. It feels like a pilot episode, yeah. but it feels like the idea for a pilot episode, mm-hmm. not an entire episode. Yeah. Because... She can sense when there's vampires around mm-hmm. and she senses the she she figures out who the vampire that's that's nearby and the vampire figures out that she's a slayer because that, that goes both ways, which is kind of right. cool. Um, but she's basically a teen vampire who got turned, who never got to have her senior year and just wants to, like, go to school and probably go to yeah. prom and, like, do those teenage things. And there's definitely some crush vibes happening. And I think that might have been the part that like because this ends with them like coming to an agreement and making out and i'm just like yeah i didn't need that (laughs) um it just feels more out of left field than anything it does feel Mm -hmm. very forced it does like set up the crush slowly and also she's a slayer like yeah you're raised a certain way. You're probably not going to make out with them right away. Yes. If you know ahead of time that they're a vampire, you just kind of got kind of got to ease into it. <laughs> like, yeah, there's like part of me was like, I prefer the shock and awe be that it's not a slayer falling in love with a vampire because that does feel like the norm trope now. I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there's just something about it that isn't done well. Yeah. Um, and I say that because there's another story in here that has a similar vibe that I think does it much better. It Yes, which is was very surprising to me when I finished that second story. I was like, mm-hmm. huh. In theory, you would think I wouldn't like it because I did not right. care for this one as much. But I really enjoyed that other one. Um, I think it just builds better. It does. Like, there's just no stake. <laughs> for this See one. what you it did just, there. <laughs> yeah, like it's I don't know. There there's a lot of character building that feels to be missing. There's a mm-hmm. lot of just if that bus had been missing the kids or something, I don't know. I just Yeah. This had an idea. It felt like I could have just used a couple of revisions before it got to the idea yeah. it wanted. Slash maybe should have just been a novel. Yeah. There's also like a line in there about how her best friend knows that their fam- her family is different, but doesn't fully know. Like she doesn't know that she's a slayer and that they're right. they're slayers. Um, that kind of felt like something to be explored. And then because it's a short story, I mean, it could have been explored in a short story, right. but it wasn't. And it just felt like we're going to have to talk about the other one because the other one has something similar with a best friend not knowing but there's mm-hmm. more thoughts on it I think in the second one she talks about how it's killing her that her friend doesn't know and she can't right. tell him this one is right. just like yeah she doesn't know right the end 
Yeah. And he's like, do we just skip to that one and then come back? Yeah, let's do just we... do it. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. We don't have to go in order. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, essentially First Kill has a similar vibe of mm-hmm. also queer mm-hmm. vampire and slayer. And it's told from both of their point of view. Yes. And there feels to be, again, stakes mm-hmm. involved because it's an entire Slayer family. Right. It's an entire vampire family. Yes. The vampire is doing things so that she can look human. Mm-hmm. And the Slayer is trying to feel like she belongs in her family. Mm-hmm. And funny story, this one's going to be a TV show on Netflix. <gasps> it is? Yes. I'm so excited. They I didn't know that. Just either... I know they've done the casting. I feel like they've started filming. I don't know if okay. they actually have, though. But, um, yeah, it, it feels like the start of a story. Mm-hmm. And does feel like it ends abruptly as well. Cliffhanger. Yeah, but it also feels more complete yes. all around. Yeah. I also really like that um, in that one, we start from the vampire's perspective. We start from yes. Jules's perspective. And when we learn that it's her whole family that is one and that in that world... Um, when her fa- when her parents are having the t- the first time talk, it's not yes. sex. They're talking about the first kill and how to like be safe and are just that like really drove up the teen angst for me. Yeah, like, I because also I've been watching watching Roswell, which has <laughs> from the nineties like that that Roswell that like takes me. It just maybe it's because I was a teen at the time, but I just feel the angst in that show and I like <laughs> felt it in this story and just like the drama and the uh, the awkwardness yeah. and, and instead of it being them talking about sex they're talking about first murder because you need to you're gonna have to do it at some point if you want to stay alive exactly yeah um but I really and, liked oh go ahead well it's also the slayer's first kill yes like yes. it's that parallel that makes it work so much better yes that that and again you have to be safe like what's the protection that yeah <laughs> the two of them um, but I also like that in that, that world, um, so she talks about how Jules talks about how like her sister was always beautiful, but after mm-hmm. her first kill, that just amplifies everything that is her sister. And so she's like, it seems like she's like nervous about doing it, but she's very intrigued and excited to see what happens to her because she, th- she says her eyes are like a muddy color and her hair is like straw, whereas her sister is like that beautiful blonde, you know? Um, I thought that was an interesting take on like, but you have to do the first kill. You're a vampire right. now. Yes. And you are, you're drinking blood cause you got to survive, but right. What is the first kill that will do it? Um, but she has that crush on Calliope, which I love that name. Yes. It is a good name. It's a good name. Um, I think here too, there were mentions of pomegranates because when we switched to yes, Calliope, she talks about Jules's lipstick and there is one, mm-hmm. the color of pomegranates and then yeah. the blackberry. And I mean, her, her makeup all sounds on point. It does, it does. But I did completely roll my eyes and yeah. was like, okay, yeah. didn't need that, thank you. I do also appreciate any vampire story that says that they can they can see their reflections. Because mm-hmm. it's like, vampires always look beautiful and have their makeup beautifully done and their hair is perfect. How can they do that if they yes. can't see themselves? Exactly. Um. That is another running <laughs> theme of this, is like the discussion of mirrors yes. more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the um, actually, I think Calliope, the, the family, they refer to themselves as hunters. And when we get her perspective, she talks about all the different things that they can hunt, too. That's not just vampires. It's mm-hmm. ghouls and werewolves and all sorts of craziness. Yeah, they go after the ghouls. Yes. Which, yeah, d- didn't go well. 
well it went it went fine <laughs> but um i just also think it's really cool too that the way it's it's definitely the thing of like you know the world will never know what we're doing to protect it yeah but the one thing her dad will allow in no trophies but you can like the tattoo of the band one band for each kill basically i thought that was kind of a cool touch yeah i was just looking up who the actresses are uh imani lewis will p- play calliope mm-hmm. um which i really like this because she is an actress of color mm-hmm. the entire like hunting family like they're not whitewashing that which yeah. i love uh, and then the Sarah Catherine Hook is going to play um, the the lead vampire, uh, and she is currently the new Conjuring movie. She's in that. Oh, okay. So cool. I'm very excited for this. Yeah. Um, because like in addition to the teen angst, I know we were just saying how like Vampire Slayer it's been done. They totally have crushes on each other. Oh yeah. And like. As Jules was getting ready for the party or like right before she gets dared to go in the closet with her, I was like, I think that Calliope might be a slayer. Please don't do this. <laughs> oh, no. But then I was like, she can't kill you in a closet and party because right? how do you explain either a disappeared body or a dead body? I'm not sure what happens to vampires in this world. Um, right. But then it's, we're, we're proven correct. <laughs> but like that they they're totally into each other. And Calliope's basically trying to like, like, oh, this is just me luring her, you know, into a trap type <laughs> of thing. It's like, no, no, that... y- you want to make out yeah, with the exactly. hot girl. I mean, sure, she's a vampire, but. She's a hot girl. Right. Do all the hunters notice the different color lipstick that they wear? And <laughs> like, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Yeah, there's something like, again, these two stories have very similar vibes and. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they had different word counts or like, I, I don't mm. know how these anthologies, if they work similar to the anthologies that I send mm-hmm. into, which is like a range of oh, word yeah. count or something. Um, but yeah, I just, there could have been so much more with the first one. Mm-hmm. It is one of the few that I like, I, I had to slog through it. I had to yeah. get through it to get to the next story. Yeah. So, which we, sucks. I mean, it it's does. A, Teenage vampires are, you know, a good thing. Yeah. Because, like, the other thing, when I mentioned about the best friends, it's Jules, who we learn her best yes. friend. I think his name's Brian. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know that she's a vampire, and it's, like, killing her to not be able to share this with her best friend of several years. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, the what-ifs, the risk, it's too big. Whereas, like, I feel like in a typical story, we get maybe, like, the Slayers, like, Buffy. She doesn't right. want to get people like get people hurt, so she doesn't let a lot of people into her circle. Right, it's a big deal to tell them, and she hides her identity um, to protect them. Um, so it's a different what if, yeah. But from the vampire's perspective, of this could end a, this this could end a friendship. This could be a thing to <laughs> definitely could end a friendship. <laughs> like oh, you kill people. Oh no, not yet. <laughs> but I also I- love the way this ended too. Because yeah. they each did the thing that they were specifically told that they can't do. Um, for the hunter, you never run. You always continue the fight. Calliope runs out of the closet. Mm-hmm. And for Jules, it's you can never let them get away. <laughs> it's like, well, Calliope ran away. So, like, she's got a chaser. And it definitely sets it up for, like, I think the last line is let the chase begin. But it still yes. felt like a more complete story. Well, I totally want the I want the show. But yeah, like, oh, definitely. Felt, <laughs> just felt more complete. Our characters felt... Um, 
a little more like including like the best friend like a little more well-rounded like we got yes. a little more of him instead of just the line of like yes this is my best friend and they don't know there's also like the first kill is definitely coming for the vampire because like she's taking blood tablets they're wearing off quicker right. and things they're like not that working like, as much as well yeah there's some short stories when i finish them that i'm just like that's left me wanting more in a good way which mm-hmm. would be first kill yes. and there's some that are like that left me wanting more because you didn't set this up yeah well enough but then maybe i don't know if i want more yeah yeah so uh yeah i just there definitely are some contradictions mm-hmm. between the two and uh i i don't know if the first one worked for anybody but if it did for you cool yeah great yeah what about we have The Boy in the Bell by Heidi Heilig? Um, so I liked this one. It is another really short one. It mm-hmm. is a focus in on Victorian era mm-hmm. and how, you know, the bodies and things like that. I don't feel like it gets away too much from traditional vampire mythos. Like, I can't tell you off the top of my head what they were trying to put on their head other than the human character is a trans man mm-hmm. um, which was in my opinion obvious but <laughs> again I don't know if that's just like yeah uh, and so it was good it was not great that's how I wanted to like this one more yeah. um, I because the idea that they would bury people with like the bell to ring in case they were mm-hmm. accidentally buried alive it's terrifying that the fact that there was a need for that, you know, yes. and that's what happened here. And he's uh, basically stealing bodies for medical schools, which mm-hmm. is also a thing that we know happened. Yeah, definitely happened. And then he hears the bell and I'm like, um, don't do it. <laughs> but that's because yeah. I know we're in an anthology of vampires. <laughs> so, But even still, like, can you imagine being on grounds and actually hearing that bell? No, no, no. Thank you. No, because logically... You're like, well, that's there for when someone accidentally gets buried alive. But, like, is it a person just buried alive? And, of course, he digs. And, of course, it's not. Um, Although he does end up thinking that, like, maybe I can get, like, a reward. There may be some money in this because this is a richer person, like, from a rich family. Um, There was just something about it that I just... The vampire doesn't make sense. No, because the vampire is a rich, snooty guy. Yes. Who is still being very rich, snooty, condescending to the person who they need to help them. But then it's like, do you need help? I mean, okay, yes, there's like six feet of dirt on top of your coffin. Sure, you need help with that. Is it a new (sighs) vampire? It doesn't give off new vampire vibes. So like if it's an older vampire... Yeah, like, are, why aren't you in a crypt? Why are you buried in the ground? Right, so I feel like it is, he is new, but he doesn't seem surprised by his current state in, right. um, I was going to say, nor, in life. <laughs> nor does he seem, like, super hungry or thirsty. Right, which is like, shouldn't you yeah. be, like, nicer to this person so that he'll come closer yeah. so you can eat, kill him and suck his blood? Like, yeah. come on. Like, it's just very sassy yeah. vampire, and yeah. I didn't love that no when he threatens because I, I guess he can um sense that the that our main character is trans and threatens to i think he threatens yes. to tell or something and that's when he like yeah. cuts his head off basically 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm fine with that part. <laughs> but it just felt like, I don't know. I wanted to like it more. Yes. And I it think was another, it was like, the vampire that a, was. Yeah. You had a good idea. The execution didn't quite come off. And I don't actually know anything about this author. Let me. I should have looked up all, all of them for that reason. Uh, yeah, I, I don't actually know any of her stuff. I haven't read any of her other stuff. I like her choice yeah. of vampire, though. Hmm? It makes sense. Her favorite vampire is the titular character in The Rime of the Ancient Mariner by Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Uh, I feel like that makes a lot of sense <laughs> with this story. Yeah. So, yeah. I do like, we talked about this before we started recording, that the about the author section, each one mm-hmm. does list their favorite vampire. Yes. Um, the author of our next one is Samira Ahmed and her favorite vampire. It says, Samira's problematic blood-sucking fave is Spike. I just, it made me laugh <laughs> so much. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. As did her story. I really liked hers. Yes. Um, a guidebook. Whoops. A guidebook for the newly sired Desi vampire. So it's a guidebook for newly sired vampires in India, specifically for teenagers. Yes. Because the laws of this world, there's an agreement internationally where they won't sire anyone under the age of 18. And ever since Brexit, there's been an yes. increase in the British <laughs> doing that shit. <laughs> And basically, like, there's an app on the phone that will ping and, like, they'll get the, so a, another vampire will go and move them into safety. So and they leave them with a thermos of blood. And there, there's just so much about this that I loved, like, talking about colonialism. Yeah. Um, it actually, really modernized vampires yes. in a way that I really, really enjoyed. Yes. There's an app. Yes. And it's and it's malware. Like, you are yeah. a vampire. You can't get rid of this app. You no. need to know these things. Yes. And there's a part where it's like, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg's trying to poach us, but we're not fascists. Yes. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> I also me. love um, that they're like, so you need to feed at some point, but mm-hmm. you can't leave a dead body. So um, there is like a find my friend vampire app. Yes. But also if you're going to kill anybody, you need to kill uh, the white man. The colonizers. Um, <laughs> yes. And also here's a spice packet yes. because they are so bland. And I just... <laughs> died Died. yes Yes. the whole time i was like there's even like i can't remember let me find the um because i texted to alex Mm -hmm. because i was like this is you as a vampire (laughs) uh don't roll your eyes puns are forever (laughs) and i was like that is alex as a vampire 100 percent. love it the um Oh, what was it? Oh, yes. So when they talk, I like that in because the, like there's always the, the question of like, OK, in this vampire world, whichever vampire world we're entering, how do vampires get made? Is it one bite? Mm-hmm. Is it the seven nights of dying? Is it I drink or you drink my blood and then I have to drink your vampire blood? And this one is basically the bite will do it, which is why they have to drain the body, because right. basically their rule is we're only going to kill the colonizers. Go find the most obnoxious tourist you can. You'll know them when you see them. Yes. Take them out, but you can't 
you have to fully drain them or else they'll turn into a vampire. And basically, we're not going to recolonize India, like, with exactly. a bunch of undead, you know? <laughs> I love it so it's much. so good. Yes, this was definitely, definitely one of my favorites. It was also super refreshing, like, from the first page mm-hmm. of it. I was like, oh, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, especially after the last two. I was like, okay, this is a different twist. I like yes. this. Cool. We're in India. Yeah. Uh, I have one of her books. Yeah. I need to give it. Yeah. I need to give it a shot. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's definitely some here who I'm like, I need to read more of your stuff, please. Yeah. This is one of them because you're absolutely right. It pulled me in right from the beginning because it's written literally as a guidebook. It's talking to me as if I'm the newly turned yeah. vampire with like, okay, you're feeling woozy. You don't really remember what happened last night. It's okay. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to be okay. The find my friend, find your friend app so you can fully drain a human. That was so good. It was oh, so good. That and that just because you are now a vampire, the aunties are still going to want to set you up. They're still going to want to matchmake and marry yes. you off. <laughs> but good news. You're not going to age anytime soon. So like if you don't find someone the first round, you're fine. It's fine. Yeah. I keep trying to click on the next one because I genuinely don't remember it. Oh, in kind. Yeah. Oh, I like this oh, one. Oh, I liked this one. Yes. Yeah, this one like, was based in Georgia. Yes. By Kayla Whaley. Yes. This was a very, there was like, I like the previous one had the commentary on the colonialism, mm-hmm. colonizing people and shit. This one definitely talks about um, disabilities and mm-hmm. the idea of like, vamp- like when you get turned into a vampire, all the bad things, or bad yeah. things in air quotes, like. Anything that was wrong with you is fixed. Right. Which implies but, that your body isn't good right. the way that it is. Unless it's like fully abled and functioning yeah. at top capacity or whatever. Right. This, oh God. The, so this one starts off with our vampire. Basically her dad killed her. Uh, because Not she was, basically. He did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he just, that's like, that's like right out the gate. <laughs> Not ba- I meant basically like, do we learn that right away? Yes, we do. Right. right away. Then her dad killed her and has framed it as a mercy killing because she has been severely disabled since she was, I think, born? or yes. ba- Okay. So, uh, since she was uh, very, very young. little. Yeah. yeah. Needing constant round-the-clock care. Yeah. Van- uh, you pumped morphine into her, I believe, right? Yep. Which did not kill her. Right. Clearly. He thought she was dead. He leaves. A vampire comes and saves her. And takes her away. Right. We get the news clippings of what happened, like as if we were reading the paper about this, this, mm-hmm. this mercy killing that the dad did and how they're probably not going to bring charges because he's so distraught. And I'm just like, but he, he killed he her. He did a murder. He did a murder. He did a, Well, he didn't do it com- to, to completion, yeah. but he thinks he did a whole ass murder and that wolves yeah. took her body. But it's, it's okay because she had a disability. Really? It is a great commentary on our on societal mm-hmm. views of uh, people with disabilities. Yeah, that and too, when we cut to her, she's 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 not suddenly able to walk and run yeah. and fly. Like she still needs a wheelchair. Right. She so is her, stronger, but she yes. is still her. Yes. And when she. Goes back to her house. She has her, her I can't remember the vampire sire's name. Um, uh, just that she was Irish. And, yes. Yeah. Actually, I think I don't, I don't remember how to pronounce it. 
Sha- I honestly Shannon? don't remember. Something. Um, oh, they- it was Shannon because I remember Shannon? going, okay. Shannon McGuire. Ha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You are correct. It is Shannon. Shannon. Um, to get her wheelchair and a couple other things and to confront her dad. And yeah. oh, I definitely felt like I felt the emotions of like yes. if you had to confront your parent who murdered you. Yes. And it's like, oh, just because you didn't want to deal with me anymore. Exactly. I, it's not a mercy kill. Like, right. Which is what I think he's trying to play it off. And Yeah. Uh, and he does talk about how, and I think there there's some truth to this of like maybe the resources a parent might have. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as many resources as like well-off countries should have. Yeah, I agree. For parents with kids, you know, that need the extra help and support. And like the parents do too. Um, where was her mom? Did her mom leave? I, I don't think remember. her mom left. I think they got divorced. Um, there's definitely some commentary on that too, but yeah, <sighs> yeah. We're not too far from where the times when you know people who were different were pushed and like put into attics and things like that. Like, mm. and this felt very reminiscent of that. Yes. Yeah. But that they now may, when it ends, they may bring charges because she, there's a newspaper clipping of um, the the young woman who we thought was dead is actually alive and submitted like a video, I think, or something. Uh, I think it was a video or news crew. There is like proof of her. Yeah. Yes. And so now they might press charges. Yeah. Um, But yeah. I thought this one was really, really well done. And just infuriating, you know, for our main character. Yes. I also appreciate that, like, looking at her author bio just to see. I don't mm-hmm. know her from anything. I think um, I'm getting the impression she does a lot more essays and short stories. Um, but her favorite vampire is Claudia, especially the Kirsten Dunst one. Yes. And that, as soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, a lot of these mm-hmm. favorite vampires are very much lining up to, with the stories that they told. Yeah. There was one where I thought of you. I have to find out which one it was. Oh, yes. It was uh, Julie Murphy. I was actually the author of Senior Year Sucks. Mm-hmm. Her uh, favorite vampire is Edward Cullen, and she's not even a little <laughs> bit ashamed. <laughs> you know what? Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. Don't be ashamed of the things that you love. Yeah. The next one is by our actual editors. Mm-hmm. Vampires Never Say Die, which, first of all, great, great title. Mm-hmm. Goonies Never Say Die. Mm-hmm. Good, good there. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, actually, speaking of, well, speaking of a movie from the 80s, yeah. the About section for Rebecca Roanhorse said that the Boys of Blood River... That was like an homage to David and Michael from The Lost Boys, which I now I want to go watch. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Now I need to go rewatch that for yep. sure. I'm going to continue messing up my HBO algorithms because yes. that is on there. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Oh, maybe that's all what I'll do. scary movies. Yes. So, sorry, you were saying. No, no, no. That's that's good. Um, this one, uh, overall, I enjoyed it. Again, it was queer. There weren't a lot of straight stories in this. Mm-hmm. Um which is and, the vibe you very often get from a lot of vampire yeah. stuff. And it's like, they're not like, I, <sighs> I had this discussion with my roommate yesterday um, as he's working on a web comic. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of his characters, he was like, she's a lesbian. And I was like, I appreciate that. 
But, and I was like, I think this is just me and my brain. Something that has been alive for so, like anything longer than centuries. (laughs) I feel like you've explored everything. Like maybe you have a preference for women, but I feel like every every like old creature just needs to own up that they're pansexual because like it's really boring in my opinion otherwise so like not a slam that this is queer it's just like noticing like oh i don't know if there's actually any straight vampires in this at all Mm. which is fine vampires shouldn't be straight yeah i was do you remember the alien movie paul yes so that with simon pegg right yes yeah yeah that I I love that movie. That's like if I'm sick and just want to cuddle up and watch something comforting. Really? It's that or Clue are the two that I'm oh, like. I yeah, I do love Clue. Um, but it was on just now before we started recording, okay. and it's the part where Paul asks um, if the two guys, uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, are gay. If they're a couple, and he's like, oh no. And he's like, oh, you know, it's cool if you are. Everyone on my planet's bi, just for that pleasure yeah. thing. <laughs> like we gotta explore things. Yeah, <laughs> like it's Pride Month. This this fits perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and learning about even more sexualities than I, you know, thought existed. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just, part of me is like, live your bisexual bliss. Yeah. Live your life. Live your (laughs) undead life. Yeah. (laughs) As a vampire. It's also like a lot of these kind of fit the mold of that whole, um, if you love the, a hero, they will. A hero will sacrifice you for the world. Mm-hmm. A villain will sacrifice the world for you. Mm. Like that's the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. And some of these stories very much give off that vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, this one's about a vampire, basically the ruler of New York, mm-hmm. um, making a friend on Instagram. Which, again, like, I think my problem more so with this is that it's a very old vampire yes, falling a child. in love with a 15 to 17 year old. Mm-hmm. That's always going to be a problem for me, yes. regardless of which, like, man, woman, whatever. Like, it, it's yes. always going to be a problem for me. Like... I understand it wasn't when I watched Buffy. I can look back at it now and be like, yeah, this is not great. I know it's not great, but I'm still like, but the other freaking thing about those shows is that you look at Sarah Michelle Gellar and you know that she's not 16 when she was, you know, playing Buffy, a high school, a high school student. Um, Exactly. And that's also the same thing with Roswell. I'm like, I know none of you were teenagers. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But they do play up that teen angst very well. But there's an episode early on um, where I think it's called Heat Wave, where there's a a heat wave. And, like, Maria and Michael are making out a ton. And it's like, it's kind of hot. But then it's also like, "Mm, wait, you're supposed to be teenagers. And it's like, I only feel okay-ish about it because I know you're not. (laughs) Like, I know the actors were not at the time. Like, now, like, as a teenager, I'm sure I was just super into it because I was a teenager. But I do think there is something about that nostalgia too that makes it yeah. easier. Yeah. Um, also, there's, it's just I really love the like when teenagers can be done so where it's just that pining of we want to be together but we can't yes. be together. Why can't we? And I'm just like Max, why can't you be together? <laughs> just because you're an alien, just be with Liz. Exactly. Like I just... know your end game, but. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've um, seen the show. I know how it's gonna end. <laughs> <laughs> that was my big holdup with this. I, I really enjoyed the story. Mm-hmm. 
And I liked the idea of um, teenage girl throwing party for a friend yes. and then finding out, oh, shit, friend vampire, all friends vampire am only human. Right. What have I done to myself? Yeah. There's no security coming because the security guy flaked and you didn't actually yes. go get more security. Not that I don't really know how much they'd be able to help you, but, you know. Yeah, no, I don't know if many humans could help at all, but yeah. it. I like this. I like this. And then the ending I didn't love. Mm. Like, we get to the point where Brittany is dying. Not Brittany. Theo. Um, Theo. Mm-hmm. And Brittany should have let her die. Like, I think that would have been a better story. Like, this set up so many rules and regulations in New York. Yeah. And then it completely just, like... I mean, there were her rules. Yeah. That she basically shattered because her friend slash more than, which I just... Yeah, it's definitely a crush. It's so hard. Yeah. She's a baby. Yeah. Yeah. But I liked that whole... I thought the the party was a good setup. I really... I love that. The horror of it too. I just yeah. yeah. Like and like she's a true teen because she's like, Yeah, I don't know, yeah. there's a guy on a leash over there and I guess that's cool. I don't know, yeah. to each their own and I mean drinks the I blood. wouldn't Right. I wouldn't think oh vampire because you know Yeah, no, just you just kinks. wouldn't. Yeah. Um but as a teenager I could see just being like, Oh wow, okay, scandalous. And yes. And then the horror of realizing the situation you've put yourself in. Because you were just trying to do something nice. Like, she's exactly. decorating because they've had the vampire in-joke. Well, yes. It's a, it's a different she type of in-joke for Brittany. Right. Yeah. So she has, like, fake vampire teeth scattered on the bar. <laughs> like, yes. She's trying to do something cute and almost gets oh, get ki- killed. She does get killed. She does get yeah. killed. <laughs> but I do like yeah. that she's, you know, going to continue to try to go to school and yeah be kind of normal yeah i like though i like when the stories have that element of they're still in school yeah. they're still trying yes. to, they're able to try like jewels in um first kill you know or even the vampire in um the one that we didn't really care for senior year sucks is yes. she wants to have her final senior year so it's like oh she she can go to school i just i think that's kind of cool it's a, like that whole rite of passage it's great yes um, although i think I think it's in the guidebook. Hold on. Um, speaking of like them going in s- to school in the guidebook, I did enjoy that. They're like, you probably have questions. Can I fly? Can I do this? Do I sparkle in the light? Seriously? No. The sun will kill you. <laughs> Dead. Poof. Gone. <laughs> Just, I really enjoyed yes. that from, uh, from the guidebook. I also re- so the next one is uh, bestiary, bestiary, bestiary. I think by Laura Ruby. Mm-hmm. This one, another one where our vampire was like turned as a teen, so mm-hmm. young appearance. I liked the setup of this where she can talk to the animals. Yes, that was a cool power to get to see. Um, so she works in the zoo and she's the one who can go into like literally into the bear enclosure mm-hmm. and hand them the salmon, which is unfortunately not really salmon. Um, I did also like the, the social commentary on this one. In this world, water is a commodity that one person owns and has raised the cost on like, say, yes. I don't know, diabetes medication or something like that. Hmm. So relatable. 
something that people should just have fucking access to because you literally need it to live. Agreed. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Um, that was an interesting uh, take because they don't have enough water to to keep all the animals nice and clean um, or uh, clean their enclosures because this is where they're stuck. Would you want to live in a dirty area? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that the person, the guy who owns the water is having a birthday party at the zoo. So, of course, then they get the water trucks. And, of course, then they get to, like, they're they're told to spruce up the animals and the enclosures and everything. Um. But yeah, I liked that she could talk to the animals and there's a part where like the woman that she works with, Diwata, mm-hmm. I think is how you say her name, finds her asleep with the lions. And yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is a new thing. It's new. Yep. Um I also like that she throws up the coffee, like Yeah. Very clearly can't eat or drink anything other than blood. Right. right. I just this one felt meandering in mm-hmm. some ways. Like, I finished it and was like, I don't understand the points. Yeah. There were parts um, of it that I liked. Like, the animals. Yeah. Um, but I get what you mean. Like, it, it, it was another one that didn't feel complete. Like, as again, like we talked about, some can end on that cliffhanger. This one ends where she's dressed up and she's decided she's going to meet the birthday boy because Duwata's like, well, maybe you can do something about this. Cause she kind of knows like maybe she has the power to like help change things. And it's like, she's going to try, but I don't, I don't fully know if that means she's going to try to seduce the guy or just try yeah. to like, or just kill him. I, I have no idea. It just, it felt incomplete there. Yeah. And, um, I thought it was interesting. The power that she has, if she stays in one place for too long, humans will just basically, offer like the power she has over humans if she stays too long they'll just offer themselves to her yes i did that like w- the scene with the girls where she's like get out of here like no yeah. we're gonna yeah. fuck you up and then suddenly yeah 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 but she's like trying to but then i'm like how are you surviving because she's not really eating yeah even even the guy who tries to rob her i'm like well this seems like a good person yeah to take out because he's not going to be able to rob you because he physically is not going to be capable of it. But if you let him go, I'm sure he'll do it to another human. Exactly. But then it's also like, is that just what this world has, I mean, has been reduced to? I mean, it's always like, what situation was he put in where he needs to rob you to like feed himself or his family? Um, But she does let him go, which I thought was like, this is the one with augmentations on humans too and stuff. She's got oh, the yeah. old camera right. phone or whatever. And yeah, like, I forgot about that. Because it's not necessary for the story. It's not. It's And it's also not like... I think it, there was room to expand on it. Because I totally forgot. Yeah. But you're yeah. 100% right. No, yeah. Like, I, while you were talking about that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is the one where, like, she's weird because she's not augmented. Mm-hmm. And it... But it's like... Maybe that was just there to show us it's the future, but like water being a commodity that one person owns and has raised the price on, to me, that's enough to show this is a dystopian future. Yeah, that's, yeah. The whole opening of it with the, you know, how desolate the animals are, how mm-hmm. many, like all the employees have left and stuff, like that was enough. Yeah. Also, how do you afford all these augmentations? Wouldn't you just be yeah. buying water? 
right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Another and one, she's... there's a good idea, execution very weird. Yes. Yeah. I was a little confused about her. She's yeah. a bat. So I guess she can turn into bats. Or she just turns into a bat when she drinks because there's something about where she feels the itch of where the wings would be if she were to drink, I think, is what it said. Um, that was a little confusing. Yeah, okay. it's... Yeah. And I wasn't clear if that's all vampires or if that's just her. I had a moment of, wait, was she a vampire turned into a human? <laughs> so I was like, that doesn't make sense because she has a family. <laughs> I, I had a moment where I was like, were you bit by a bat? And this is why. And But then she talks about the golden boy, the yeah. boy, you know, who. The, the reason think, she became a vampire. Right. Well, I think she fed to the lions. I think so. Or ate with the lions. That's a good way to bond with animals. Share a meal. <laughs> share person yep so yeah i think um because like you do get the whole like dracula can turn into a, a bat so yeah I think trying to play on that but I, I don't think it was clear right could have been clearer yeah the abilities that the vampires have how it does vary from story to story i really liked the play on that in our next story mm-hmm. uh the mirrors windows and selfies by mark Oshiro. yes this was such... I really enjoyed this one. I did, too. I love the format of it, which is Tumblr posts. Yes! And... We um, get to see the likes or the views and all that. Yeah. <laughs> the I, comments. I didn't pay attention to who this was by uh, until, honestly, looking at the list today. Um, so, Mark runs a blog. Um, oh, I can't remember if it's... Mark watches stuff or something like that, but basically like does an episode by episode and a chapter by chapter breakdown of things. Uh, followed them. I've followed their blog for years. Really? Yes. That's and actually cool. have, um, I don't know if it's their first book or their most recent book. So um, anger is a gift or each of us a desert. Each of us a desert. Okay. Cause those were two listed in their about me section. And yes. it's Mark does stuff for the, for the yes, that's yeah. it. And I was like, I need to follow them, like, immediately. Yeah, I really, really, like, they do great breakdowns of, my favorite, uh, how I got into them is, like, when I was doing a Veronica Mars rewatch years Hmm. ago and found it, and just their breakdown of each episode was amazing. And Mm -hmm. so it shouldn't surprise me that I was like, oh, I really enjoyed this book. Because Mark has lived on the internet, or has been (laughs) a part of my internet for a long time. Yeah. <clears throat> that's really cool and yeah. that does make sense why this translated so well i yeah. mean the comments from the the readers of the of the, it just felt so real especially the last one it was like no please don't go i need more i can't <laughs> how am i gonna do without your updates <laughs> the fact that there's at least one first somewhere first. yes and then people saying first and then they go damn i wasn't actually first like that <laughs> whole thing like oh my yes. god but like so this, what this is, is it's a guy uh, or a kid who his parents had him, like, got pregnant and had. He was not His changed. vampire parents, yeah. Yeah. And so they have left their clan, um, which is cool also because vampires tend to be very solitary. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of clans. Mm-hmm. Um, but they left it to raise him. And, Keep him safe. Yeah. And so he doesn't have really internet privileges or... Mm-hmm you know, definitely doesn't have friends or anything like right. that. So like, yeah, of course they're going to live online. 
Yeah. And it felt very, like, very teenage because all parents, vampires or no, have yes. rules that you need to follow. His, the rules from his vampire parents are very strict. Mm-hmm. Um, can't go anywhere by himself. Uh, he can only, he can't do, like, a lot of internet time. It's only supposed to be for, like, schoolwork because the parents are teaching him, like, he has to do, like, schoolwork. Um, no mirrors. Although yes. he does say it's because, that he thinks it's because they were backed, they used to be backed with silver, but it's a, just a... In, sure they're not now but it's like a tradition so no mirrors um and a bunch of other stuff where it's like if you break these rules you'll die it's like that's it's like um that gym teacher and the mean girl mean girls you have sex (laughs) you get clit and you'll die you'll die right that's what he's that's how he's been raised you need to follow our rules they keep you safe or else you will die but i love the angst of like he doesn't know what he looks like right and that as a teenager yes the fuck and he's like, I don't know if my hair, like, his dad cuts his hair. He's like, I think it's lopsided. But, like, also, also, I don't know what my hair looks like. Right. The fact that his dad has been cutting his hair for, like, how old is he? Like, 16? For, like, 16 years and it's still yeah. lopsided? Like, right? he probably should have honed this craft by now or at least at to do point. it level. Like, I think he has curly hair. And I know, I know personally curly hair can be hard. But you should have figured out by now that it needs to be soaking wet. Yes. So you re-wet as you go if you need to. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. I feel just like you, bought a new spray bottle. Right. <laughs> just, I don't have patience for that because it's like, come on. I've don't leave trying. this poor kid with lopsided hair. Uh, so my like quarantine thing, I feel like everybody came out with something after quarantine. Mm-hmm. And mine was uh, basically retraining my hair mm-hmm. um, to remind it that it does have wave and curl. Uh, it doesn't have as much curl like as my, my father's side of the family has. And actually, so does my mother. Um beautiful curls that mm-hmm. a couple of my sisters have inherited and mine has always been frizzy waves and so it wasn't something that I like consciously took on but I guess mm-hmm. like enough videos crossed in front of me that I was like okay trying different products trying different ways of doing things so now I'm trying to like learn to refresh my curls because I can't mm-hmm. wash my hair every day yep. um, but I don't know how to keep it from not looking like I slept on my hair and that the curls are starting to kind of just lay flat and things like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, that's my thing. And I appreciated this discussion of, yes, you know, yeah, his dad should fucking know how to cut curly hair at this point. Yeah. It's not, or I mean, it is hard, but after it. 16 years. Yes. Yeah. They live in the damn right. dare it, desert. That's also true. Because I would want short hair if I lived in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> but, um. Like, this is the first summer that I haven't gone in and chopped my hair back up above my mm. shoulders because the subways are so fucking miserable. I mm. couldn't do it. And now I've got cars. But then again, yeah. my office is also ridiculously hot. So I've oh. also been debating it. But I am glad that, like, my hair's getting long. It's a little weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. So he wants to know what he looks like. Which, who wouldn't? But right. that's one of the rules you can't. But what he did was he you know, he goes to the neighbor's house when he's able to get away. He, like, steals their credit card and orders a camera. And he's going to, like, take a picture of himself. I'm like, that's what this poor kid has had to, re- like, resort to? It's so like, sad. That's such a complicated way to do this. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then when he goes to get the camera, the homeowner sees him and it goes to shoot at him. But his parents had followed him and his mom takes the the blast and then kills the guy. Um, 
which of course then he feels guilty about because a this dude's dead now so feels guilty about that and b now his mom is hurt and has to like he said regrowth so i think her hand will regrow yeah i get after some time yeah this also had a discussion of like the first kill um Mm -hmm. because like they keep people in their basement and it's really fucking creepy and like his parents sent him down there and he was like i knew i was getting more blood i didn't realize really where it was coming from right it used to just come in a nice little cup or bowl (laughs) i really enjoyed that and when the the other vampires that are like him show up they're like yeah we've been reading your blog what did you expect and i was like i thought his parents were going to catch on to the blog same i don't know how because then after you think about it, it's like, okay, hold on. Let me think back to when I was a teenager. My parents didn't really know what to do on the internet, like what I was That's up to true. on the internet. Even though I didn't go in chat rooms because my mom was like, you'll get kidnapped and murdered, basically. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't go because Dateline, you know, can't go in chat rooms. Yes. But like, she didn't play around on the internet like I would. So if I had a Tumblr, she wouldn't have been able to find it. Right. Like, <laughs> I know that now, but I, it, during this reading that story, I was like, oh my God, his parents are going to catch him. Um, I would this is another one that I would love more of from mm-hmm. a standpoint um, that the, the world building is great mm-hmm. and we get towards the end and they're like they didn't leave the clan out of fear the clan made them leave and go and like protect this kid because if more of these naturally born vampires are together they're too powerful why what right. I want to know yes. what's going to happen when the dad says um, what was asked of us. I totally missed it, but of course our Cisco, yeah. our our main character, catches us like, what do, you, "What do you mean? What was asked of you? You told me you had to leave in like the dead of night or whatever yes. as soon as mom got pregnant with me. What are you talking about?" And I was like, oh, "There's like, and this is totally the like." What lies do your parents tell you? Yeah, and they're doing this to keep. They say to keep him safe. So this is another thing I want to talk about. I know on Buffy we talk a lot. They talk about like vampires without souls. Like you know, mm. Spike before he got his soul. You can't. They're not capable of love. His parents. They seem to love him. Or were they just trying to do what the clan wanted him to do? I didn't uh, I get the stuck. impression that it was like a soulless thing. But it is a mm-hmm. very weird vibe the entire time from his parents. Yeah. It seems like they care. It does seem like they care about him, though. Yeah. And then they, when they finally have the big thing at the end where all of these kid vampires. <laughs> yes. To, like, take him away if he wants to go because it's their, like, it's his choice. Right. They're not going to force him. Um, his dad says he's too young or it's too soon for him to leave them. And the mom's like, well, is it? And it seems to, like, pain them to say, to, like say okay like give their blessing essentially yes for him to go which i thought was um really touching so that just led me to the whole can vampires love we're back to that debate type of thing yeah i also just really really love that like his main fan who had been there from the beginning no one kisses like gaston yes, i just names. love that name <laughs> so good and also like the you know this reminded me of No Sleep, um, which is one of my favorite um, subreddits on Reddit. It, you know, it's a lot of people's favorites. Like, there's a podcast on it now. Mm-hmm. And it's been around for years. Um, but it's like one of the rules of that subreddit is that everything you read here is real. Like mm-hmm. 
play along. It is not, yeah. this is not a subreddit for Pixar didn't happen. It is a, you were told a story, you act as if it is entirely real. Yeah. And I, I don't know, this reminded me of that so much. Like, it yeah. was so good. Yeah. There's also a point in the com in the comments where someone says something about Cisco, the writer, and no one, yes, uh, what, is it no one kisses like no Gaston? one kisses like Gaston. That person's like, no, no, I've been here since the beginning. I yes. know him better than you. And I was like, that that feels yes. real. Yes, para <laughs> parasocial relationships. Yes. I am invested. Yes. Um, I also loved that the thing that um shows Cisco that his parents have unfortunately been lying to him is the is also the thing that he wanted which was to be able to see himself and it's because Quan brought him a mirror and he looks into it and he doesn't die yes and then he also gets to see what he looks like so it's a, it's like a double gift type yes. of thing that Quan gives to him also Quan's um, like yeah your hair is lopsided yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> which it's just that's frustrating yeah. I don't know like that that vibe of like I, I, let me see if I can explain this um, watch and read a lot of things you get like an image of yourself mm-hmm. that like occasionally I look in a mirror and I'm like oh yeah I am not that person um, I can't imagine if I had never seen myself mm-hmm. I don't know if I would be like yeah I'm okay with this or if I'd be like mm, that's a letdown but then it's also like, he doesn't have a lot to compare it to. Yeah, that's true. It's literally just his parents, that guy that got killed, and anyone else who got killed. True. You know? And it's he definitely doesn't know what other vampires really look like, because at that time, it's just his parents, because he thinks yeah. the other vampires will kill him. But yes. you're totally right where I definitely want more of why. Why are the vampire children born to other vampires more. so powerful? And then it's like, I just also have a question about conception. Like... Right? Do vampires like, have to use condoms? Was he an, was he an, an accident? Like how? Yes. Uh, or like, was he? Plants? I mean, because we've talked right because we've talked about like vampires and their sexuality. I mean, what's he gonna do past time? Let's have some sex. Yeah. Are there vampire children all over the place? Do not normal condoms work? How do you not? I'm I'm very intrigued by yeah. this. Or is it just like it's fine? It's fine. It's fine without. And then all of a sudden, there might you might have one like a, yeah a random is it like chance. a prophecy thing yeah is this like a right i feel like there's a prophecy if right this happens or they're like the new generation of vampires that, that are gonna take possible. over because what happens if they have a kid oh yeah super super vampire so much that we could do here please yeah. mark i need more exactly exactly <laughs> I feel like the no one kisses like Gaston, who's like, what am I going to do without your life updates? Yes. <laughs> At the end. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Following your parents' rules. Doing what they tell you. A very real thing that any yeah. person can relate to. Um, so we get to see how Cisco deals with it slash not deals with it. And then in the next one, we get to see a little bit of it, but from an adult yes. vampire. Um, I really liked this one, The House of Black Sapphires by Danielle Clayton. Yes. Oh, this one. It's, we've got this fabulous family of vampire, the Turner women. Mm-hmm. All gorgeous, all beautiful. There's also the dad, who I don't think we get his name. <laughs> it's just like there. I think we do. Yeah. Yeah. And then in this world, I like that they do explain 
how um because these are wait these are her their kids uh-huh because that i believe they say that like she their mom evangeline was a vampire mm-hmm. met their mortal dad had kids then turned him into a vampire yes after all the kids were born yes but i love that she can like she bestowed a gift upon each kid like the oldest one can charm anyone out of anything that they have another one can um stiff out like hidden talents in a human's blood or in someone's blood Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see another one can hum a certain song and make someone dance until they die I don't know how helpful. I'm like, which of these would I like? <laughs> right? I really like this author. I haven't actually read anything of hers. Yeah. Um, but she's a really cool person. Mm-hmm. And like, like I have the first book of her Bells series, which I yeah. think also takes place in New Orleans. Yes, because I looked it up because I was like, I need to know what else you've yeah. written. <laughs> and then like, I watched most of Tiny Little Things on Netflix and started mm-hmm. the book. I just don't like ballerina stuff much Mm. but she is also the coo of we need diverse books and Mm. i just feel like that needs to be talked about really quick like yeah she is like that is how she came to be on my radar was that she was part of this group to push for like publishing is racist like Mm -hmm. it is it is geared towards white like the number of uh, authors of colors who have been told things like oh we already hit our quota for the year kind of thing um and like this push and like this group has helped get so many good books published and it's just it's really cool i feel like she's part of that turning ground mm-hmm. and she writes these wonderful fantasy books this short story falling into it that i'm just like remind me why i like why fantasy mm. and this this fits into that i feel yeah Because she builds, like, this very, I mean, very magical New Orleans, like, this beautiful scene. And then they go to this party and they have all these, the the daughters and the mom, they all have these beautiful gowns on. And then there's the Shadow Barons. And B, our uh, main character, really wants to learn more about this one particular Shadow Baron. But they're the ones who basically send people on to the afterlife, those who have cheated death. Mm-hmm. Which vampires, duh, have. Yeah. <laughs> so. They're like magical slayers almost. Yeah. yeah. Or like mystical slayers. Yes. Um, I wanted to know more because the like, the the one who seems to be most in charge, Smoke, uh-huh. and, their, and her mom, Evangeline, clearly have a whole ass history. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, my love or my whatever. And the daughters are just like, excuse me. Like, I just thought it was her and daddy. Like, what? Yeah. You had a guy <laughs> before, guy? before <laughs> right? dad? Hold on. Right. Hold and on. And a shadow baron. But of also, all. Right. Yeah. But then totally explains why she's like, stay away from them because there's definitely an emotional component to it and yes. not just the, the the logistical warning. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, this one also is one that ended on a bit of a cliffhanger mm-hmm. because B and Jacques. I believe is the son's name mm-hmm. or Jean Jacques, Jacques. JB, right? Yeah. yeah. JB. They basically bet each other. It was his idea because he's, his dad has said that if you get a kiss from a Turner woman, you will have the best luck forever. <laughs> and he's like, and my dad has some great luck and clearly him <laughs> and your mom had a thing. So I want to see if this is true. 
And then if I lose, you can ask me any question. I'm just like, that doesn't feel like an uh, equal. Yeah, not at all. No. Uh, but she's intrigued because she's like into him and it ends with them kissing. And I'm like, well, what happened? Right. <laughs> I also like that she's like, I've never kissed someone who's not immortal. And I was like, I fucking love this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah oh one of the daughters uh baby bird she's the one who can remember every detail mm-hmm. including things before she was born i thought that was an interesting yeah. gift and but i also wanted to know the gifts that evangeline gives to her daughters are these gifts that she has or she's just able to that's a good question give them like is it and, like yeah. a fairy godmother blessing you when you're yeah. born or and also like their dad did he want to be a vampire did he know she was a vampire well, i mean he had to figure it out at some point yeah right but i don't like, know what's, yeah what's he up to when they're at this fancy ball because he was not invited i guess right <laughs> but also maybe he wouldn't want to go see his wife's ex flame yeah who that's i think still good. has a thing for her yeah yeah but yeah definitely wanted more So, I think all in all, I want to go watch all the vampire things now. <laughs> yes. And read and write all the vampire things. And also, I definitely, there's definitely some authors in here who I'm like, I got to read more of your stuff because I need to. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. This is a great collection of authors, just like in general. Um, even the ones that weren't felt weaker, they weren't bad. Right. 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 I'm also going to go find Mark's, Mark Oshiro's yes. blog and Instagram and anything I can and start highly, following them on everything. <laughs> highly recommend following him. Now I'm like, oh, I should read his book next. Them. I think he used to say they. I, you're use correct. They, them. Damn it. Yes, I was so yes. good about that. And <laughs> up until that point, my apologies. Yes. Read their book. They, them. Yes. So, yeah. I feel like this was a lot of fun. I feel like it definitely was. um, We definitely got a nice, diverse selection of portrayals of vampires and sometimes the hunters and how they interact with the world, which I really liked. And just it wasn't the like beautiful, blonde, thin vampire. Yeah. Just like stereotype. Like I'm I'm picturing interview with a vampire right now, which. I realize not everyone pictures that when they think <laughs> vampires. But. No, but that is a good question. Like, you picture interview with a vampire first. Yeah. Um, mine automatically goes to either Buffy or Lost Boys, kind of depending on. Yeah. Because Lost Boys scared the shit out of me as a kid. Oh, my God. The maggots. Yes. <laughs> also, just like, there was a Are You Afraid of the Dark that had vampires. All of it. Yeah. There's so much creepiness. Yeah. Yeah, I do often think of, um, when I think tortured vampire, Angel. Oh, yeah. Hands down. First one. Yeah. The only one, really. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And this is a good collection. I don't think that any of them really are actually horror. Like, it definitely gives off more romance vibes than horror vibes. Yeah. Romance vibes or like teen angst vibes, which yeah. I'm also here for because I like the um, the mirror selfies one. It's it's definitely there's 
100% teen angst, but it's not the like pining to date someone else. Mm-hmm. It's like, who am I trying to figure out my own identity, like trying to test the boundaries as a teen, like the boundaries that my parents have said. It's a different type yeah. of teen angst, whereas like um, first kill, we get the teen angst of first time and then also a huge crush on, of course, the the person that you shouldn't have a crush on. So like, yeah, these feel more like vampires that are um, separate species slash mm-hmm. trying to integrate rather than outside of Rebecca Roan Horse. Yeah, uh, hers are definitely more of the yeah. sinister creatures. Right. Still, I mean, the song was creepy, but I still like I think hers was probably the creepiest. Yes, maybe. Um but for the most part, I just kind of get the sense that, like, the vampires are all are just trying to, in every story, just trying to, you know, live their yeah. life. Yeah. How do you integrate? So, yeah. Except for that one, the boy with the bell. That one, like, he had to go. Yeah. That one I'm still not. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, before we get into what we have next for <laughs> our challenge or and our surprise uh, little bonus episode, yeah. do you know what you're reading next in between episodes? Um, so given that we are taking a break, I am going to try to finish, uh, Survive the Night by Riley Sager. It comes out later this month. I have to get it read so I can get the review written. Um, but again, I just really like his stuff and Mm -hmm. it flows great into let's read something else that has suspense and horror built into it. So, um, that is my next goal. What about you? Nice. All right. So I'm trying to think. (laughs) <laughs> if I, because I'm definitely going to finish Layer of Dreams before then yes. for sure. So, but there's good. So I want to say something else besides that. And I'm trying to decide if the next audiobook of that series would be best for during the move, or if I should just go for like a physical book where I like just force myself to sit down and read. I say go audiobook, <laughs> even if it's not another Diviner's book. But like, you're that feels more likely to happen with all the packing and stuff that's going to go on. Like headphones are easier than being yeah. like I have to make time to sit down to read. That's very true. Although then it's like, I have to sit down and relax because moving is stressful, even though I'm hiring movers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Layer of Dreams. Is the King of Crows the next one? No. Um, before the Devil before Breaks the, You. Before the Devil Breaks You. Oh my God. It's 21 hours. Yes. <laughs> That's the other thing. I'm like, I feel like I could finish a physical book faster. You know, if there is a physical book you've got, that what would be that option? Hmm. Okay, so definitely Layer of Dreams, 100%. And yes. then I will, and once I finish that, I am going to start sure. uh, the next one, but I don't know if I'll finish it in time. It's <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> so I think I'm going to go with, I'm looking at my list. Oh, I know what I'm going to go with. Let me just make sure I can pick the name. Malibu Rising by <laughs> Taylor Jenkins Reid is my book of the month. Yes. That I'm very excited like the the quick take on it from book of the month was this rollicking powder keg of a novel follows the infamous Riva siblings over the course of one life-changing night takes place in the 80s their dad was a rock star we learn at the beginning that this mansion's gonna get burnt to the ground we don't know who did it (laughs) and i'm just very curious about all the the fun little secrets that this family has so yeah i think that'll be a fun way to unwind from reading if i don't um that is a good point in between yeah so layer of dreams and malibu rising I feel like, okay, yeah, I should also throw out that I'm going to definitely read One Last Stop by Casey McQuinston, which is one of my Book of the Month books coming. Uh, They, I'm not 
sure their pronouns. So they wrote Red, White, and Royal Blue, which is one of oh, my I remember. romance books. This yeah, is. Yeah, we were talking about that. Uh, that was two guys. This is two girls. Meet eyes on a subway. Ooh. Here for it. Nice. Awesome. All right, we'll have some time because I'm moving. Moving is a little <laughs> stressful, so we're going to take a little break. Yeah. Um, and then in the meantime, we do have a fabulously wonderful special episode that I will have to finish one of my commitments <laughs> in order to listen to because <laughs> we've got our two faves, Ollie and Tim, an episode of them talking about Layer of Dreams. Yes. And Megan has already listened to it because she's read the book. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I have not, but I've heard that it is a delight. Yes. They um, got together. They enjoyed the book. So they decided to do uh, a quick, like, they made a bit while they were here with us about making their own podcast. They have made an episode. I do Mm -hmm. believe they are planning to do it for book three and four, too. Um, And those, once they come, will be released as bonus episodes. Uh, after Stephanie has finished the books. Which means I gotta get on it. <laughs> Mostly because I just don't want to spoil you. Right. Um, Which is why I haven't listened to their, this bonus yeah. episode yet. So, so um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. They're wonderful, as always. So, uh, and it, I've had it f- as a bonus episode to release, but as we are taking a hiatus, you'll at least have something to listen to. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Not that we don't belong to a podcast network with like 20,000 episodes that you can go listen to of anything else, which is always good. Right. Right. So you can check that out. (laughs) Check out the network. And then we'll be back in a few weeks with our next challenge. Yes. Which is to read a food memoir by an author of color. And we are going with L.A. Sun, My Life, My City, My Food by Roy Choi. And I'm so friggin' excited. (laughs) I am too. I am too. I'm going to end up rewatching The Chef Show. I, I know yes. it. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't watched The Chef Show, like, Stephanie oh. is the one that told me about it. Uh, it is so soothing. Like, it is. It is, I guess, it's close to, like, the Americanized Great British Bake Off, but it's not yeah. a food challenge. But that's, that's a really great description of it because Jon Favreau basically worked with Roy in mm-hmm. prepping for the movie Chef because he wanted to do it right and wanted to portray a chef correctly, hold the knives correctly, but, like... And, like, you know, John Favreau is an actor and a director, but, like, in this, he is still a student, and he clearly wants to do a good job. He has his own knife roll, and, he like, he'll, like, show Roy what he's doing, and he's, like, always so proud to be, like, look, chef, look what I've done. Yes. And, like, he genuinely loves learning about the food from Roy and from all the people that they get to meet. Um, and then it's actually when I... Uh, I did sweet potato tacos because of an episode, mm-hmm. and they were f- amazing, and I was like, why... Have I never done these? <laughs> and then I also did a version of it that they did on the show where they put the cheese down first on the griddle yes. and then the dog. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh my God. That was so good. <laughs> I just, I like also that he corrects them. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah, that's not quite right. Right. Or something. And yes, uh, even like there's a chef there at a restaurant and the guy's like, well, and he's like, if I didn't do it right, tell me so I can do it right. Yes. yes. And it's super soothing. I just really yeah. enjoy it. There's an episode of Top Chef that George and I just watched where they, at the sudden death quick fire, they had to make an omelet. And I flash back to there's an episode in the chef show where <laughs> he talks about how he had to make a Wolfgang Puck is there. And he's talking about how when he was getting ready for the movie, he had to make an omelet for Wolfgang. Like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine cooking anything no. for anyone. 
of that caliber. Like, I, I can't. And then an omelet, like, yeah, one of the you hardest, very easily fuck it up. Hardest right. things to, yeah, do perfect. Yes, yes. So I'm very excited to read Roy's story. Sorry, what were you gonna say? Is that the omelet episode where like everybody is a letdown? Like Tom was like, why didn't any of you just do like a basic fucking omelet? Yes. Like, why <laughs> did you put oh, stuff in it and not just do, yeah? Which like I totally have the Americanized Western oh, yeah. whatever version where you stuff it with stuff. Yeah. I don't know that I've had just a. I don't think I've had just a French omelet, which it sounds delightful because it's just what herbs and cheese maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd love that. So I also want to learn how to make an omelet because I've done it and it's like it comes out fine, but it's not anything yeah. I would ever serve to anyone. <laughs> Like, I'll I can, eat it. <laughs> yeah, I, I have made omelets that are really good and, like, kind of got good at it. But it is something that you have to practice. And so, yeah. like, I'd have to be like, all right, I got to do it for a couple tries before right. I make it for anybody else. Yeah. Watching John Favreau and Wolfgang, the like, the roll, like, rolling the omelet, yes. I was like, I don't know how to do this, but I want to <laughs> learn. So, and then watching that episode of Top Chef, because we just watched that recently, I was like, okay, yeah. I this is a this is a goal after the move. After the move, yes. Watch yes. some YouTube videos figure out how to make french omelet yes yeah there was a tiktok of um gordon ramsay making this like egg and bacon jam thing and it was so good looking mm. i need to i need to go grocery shopping is what i need to do yeah i gotta figure out dinner for this week but <sighs> yeah also i'm like when do i pack all my stuff but i'm actually i'm not keeping my pots and pans because i hate them okay so <laughs> that works yes and i we also have a plan to like fully revamp all of our cooking utensils, supplies, all that stuff. So <laughs> tins, pots, like... and pans are better for now. Okay. I have a question for you after we get to okay. the recording. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yes, we're going to have our bonus episode, Layer of Dreams. Yes. And then we'll be back in a few weeks with Roy Choi's story. Very excited. L.A. Sun. And then in the meantime, as, as Megan mentioned, you can always check out our network, certainpov.com. Um, find other awesome podcasts with as she said dozens and dozens and dozens hundreds probably <laughs> total sure. episodes like just all sorts of things like movies books video games you can find there's something for everyone on there so yeah. you can find a link to the discord on certainpov.com as well so just come check us out and check out the whole network yeah definitely yeah yeah and then also please keep supporting your local libraries and your independent bookstores and we will see you soon CPOV CertainPOV.com <laughs> <laughs>